Hey Doomers, I'm Tessa and I'm Nicole. Join us as we delve into the things that doomed us to be who we are today. Every episode should be presumed to include an NSFW, parental advisory, trigger warning, etc. Welcome Welcome to to the the Doom Doom Generation. Okay, so tonight Uh, it is hot in this garage, y'all. Yes, yes it is. So we are coming to you with our sweaty ass bitch tits. To break the first two rules of Fight Club. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about Fight Club tonight. Fight Club. This came out in 1999. Yes, it did. On my Nicole's birthday. That is right. October 15, 1999, the year I turned 20. The year she turned 20, and if she would have seen it near where she worked at the time, she would have bought her ticket from me, who was working there at my first job at the movie theater in 1999, the year I graduated, when this movie came out. But I don't remember if that's where I saw the movie. I don't know. We didn't know each other then. No, we didn't know each other then. But But we may have met, because I worked in the same... In the same area. Yeah, the same little... Or not met, but we may have seen one seen another. Either. Who knows? Yeah. You knew people, I knew people. Everybody knew people. And w- why did we see this movie? Because fucking um, who didn't see this I'm, fucking movie? Yeah. Did you not see this movie? Like, oh. if you haven't seen this if movie, you haven't back seen away this movie, now. Just, just get out of here because, yeah, like... the. There's going to be a twist and we're just going to spoil it because if you ain't seen this movie, like it's going to come up. We have to analyze the movie from the beginning with the twist. Yes, because it's a whole different movie once you know. Right. So we saw this movie multiple times in the theater because once you see the movie once, you got to go back and watch it again. I believe this was one of the movies that I got to see like one of those midnight showings before, Mm. like the night before it came out because we used to get to do that as a perk. Right. From working at the movie, the movie theater? Th- I always wanted to work at a movie theater. Well, I never did. I wanted to work at a movie theater, but not as badly as I wanted to wear a bow tie and cummerbund to work every day. <laughs> Obviously, that's why I got a job there. Of course. I mean, clearly, the uniform was the drop. Of course. It, it reminded me a little bit of my Kentucky Fried Chicken. I didn't, it was everything but the bow tie. It was the same type of pants, button-up, white shirt, oh, but no bow tie. God, and the smell. Oh, just... Well, Mm, mm, I can smell it now. Oh, this ugh. is yeah. Well, this is a long movie to get through. Yes. We got a lot to talk about, we so we're do, not going to spend so. a lot of time with the chit chat. No, but I will say because you guys know, if you've been following us on social media, you know we're bringing the motherfucking heat <laughs> with our bad photo edits, y'all. Watch out! Have you seen this shit? So Tessa makes all of our little promos that have the words on them, and then I make all of the promos that are <laughs> terrible edits of us in movie photos. Terrible. Terrible, wonderful, wonderful. glorious, bad photo Every edits. Every single time she sends me one, it's my new favorite thing. Yeah, so Tessa, see, Tessa doesn't do a lot of social media, so if you're interacting with Mm-mm. us on social media, you're probably interacting with me. Yeah. Uh, or you're, you are interacting you're, you're definitely with interacting Nicole. definitely interacting with Nicole. It's not me. <laughs> so she is contributing, but I'm doing the, mm-hmm. the actual posting of the things. I'm more of a behind-the-scenes yeah. kind of gal. And so she doesn't check them, so I will text <laughs> her as me. I do them. She has to tell me when cool things happen, else yeah. I don't know. So when I'm like, oh, Lori Petty liked our post, like she would have no idea. <laughs> she could ne- she could never tell me and I would never know. Yeah, I could just be taking Mm-mm. all of the glory for myself, she but could. I share it. I share it. 
Did she do? So this movie's based on a book by, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right because I've only read it, but Chuck Palahniuk. I is that right? Think it's Polanyk. Polanyk. Okay, Chuck Polanyk. I'm not sure. You could be somebody right. will I yell right. at us. Call, Somebody's oh, screaming. That's right. the other thing. Oh, yes. Call our voicemail. You can you leave us yell a voicemail. Right. Look at this fucking bug. Oh, there's a fucking <gasps> ooh, moth ooh, or some shit. Oh, I blew it towards myself. Oh no, <laughs> not the move. But yes, no. But yeah, leave us a voicemail. If you're screaming at us right now, if you know what it actually fucking is, please go yeah. leave us a voicemail. Call our voicemail right now. You there's a link in the episode description. That's also on Anchor.fm forward slash Doom Generation. I think forward slash Message. But yeah, the easiest way is link in whatever way you're listening to this podcast right mm-hmm. now. So book written by Chuck Polanyuk. It was written by Chuck. By Chuck. Chuck d- wrote this book. Directed by David Fincher. Yes. We discussed before the podcast that I don't think either of us read this book before watching no, the movie. I read it because of the of movie. The movie. Yeah. Right. So this was our introduction to his works. And mm-hmm. then we went on to read several yeah, I got many, a lot many of, them. of his stories. I got a lot of them. This one isn't even my favorite one. No, but it's this not. was definitely the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, and then David Fincher, of course, did Seven. Seven and uh, the Vogue video. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard Madonna's of, Vogue. of a little video called Vogue right? by Madonna or maybe a little one called Express Yourself. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw that, but. So David, David Fincher, Fincher of Madonna video fame. Of Madonna. Backshot thing, <laughs> <laughs> muscly backshot, her muscly backshot, Madonna. So, of course, starring Edward Norton, yes, who we already knew mm-hmm. from American History X, wouldn't it? And did we say there was one other one? I thought, oh, uh, fuck, now I can't read my own. Uh, Rounders, oh, Rounders came Primal out, Fear. I think, the same year, yeah, and Primal Fear, Dude, which was, was also a good such one, such a good movie, right. And then Brad Pitt, of course. Which was in all ki- he was in all kinds of yeah. shit. So he'd already done Cool World, <clears throat> Dumb and Louise, Legends of the Fall, Seven. Seven, yeah. California. Yes. Interview with a Vampire. Yes. Uh, cool World. Yep. Johnny Swade. Johnny Swade. <laughs> that romance. same hair, yeah. He was the guy on the couch. Yes. Um, we had Helena Bonham Carter. Yes. The ex-Mrs. Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. And also the ex-Mrs. Kenneth Branagh. That's right. Or were they married or they just oh, had an affair? Oh. Kenneth Branagh was married to Emma Thompson. Oh. And well, slept with Helena Bonham Carter. We're not going to tag any of them in this episode. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not sure if they were married, but they were together. No. And that was in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which yes. I fucking love. Yeah. So she was in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and then she was little. Oh, yeah. Dream Safi. Dream We've got another Abfab, right? Didn't we just do uh, Justin right. in, in Labyrinth? And now we have Dream We're going to have an Abfab episode eventually oh. when we work out how we're doing TV series episodes. She's clearly Adina, and I'm clearly Patsy. Okay, <laughs> so, yeah. so we'll Nicole get there. Is, yeah. uh, Nicole is Adina, yes. and uh, Tessa's Patsy. Yes, I'm the one that does the weird thing with the voice. <laughs> uh, and uh, Meatloaf we had, because Meatloaf. I mean, you guys, you know Meatloaf. meatloaf well, he... Obviously, Rocky Horror Picture Show and of Meatloaf fame. But I believe that that uh, I will do anything for love, but I won't do. But I won't do that. Yes. Yes. The epic had tale. That, oh, yes. fuck it. that video. Oh, forever. Yeah. Lower me into the ground yes. whilst playing that song. That's what we're going to play at Tessa's funeral, you guys. <laughs> One of many. And then, of course, Jared Leto of My So-Called Life. Uh-huh. And what else did he had uh, been Urban in? Legend. Oh, that's right. He had done with the Nogzima girl that killed that guy that one time. That's and, right. Um, girl Interrupted. Yes. We'll get to we'll that one. Which will be coming up eventually. We'll get to that definitely. one. Oh, don't you worry. Don't you fret. 
Anything with Angelina Jolie. You know we're going we'll, to we'll get to that show. Winona. I mean, well, of okay, course. Yes, We're come not on. talking about that. We're, we're not talking about that. that. We're talking about Fight Club. Fight All right. Club, Fight Club. So let's get into this shit. So, so we go into the brain, right? We're, we're like into the, inside the body yeah, is where we chemical start. Chemical Brothers. Bam, 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 yes. Bam, yes. It's the soundtrack. For, yeah, the soundtrack was great. Right from the beginning. Yes. Get yes. you pumped. You don't know what's going on. Journey through the system. Corporate. Isn't there like a bunch of corporate? Like there's a... Believe that there's a thing where there's like a Starbucks cup and like every oh. or a Starbucks logo, like in every shot that they could squeeze one in, they got like all kinds of product placement shit because of that. But yeah, you you're go oh, it's like neurons. That's what oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. And you're going through all of that shit. And um And you come out of our main character, mm-hmm. scalp, face, whatever, right, is <laughs> yes. our introduction. And where is he? He's with a gun in his mouth. Our, yes, that's right. He's and we're going to say, we're going to refer to him as Jack I for ease wrote, in I the beginning. Him, yeah, I wrote about, I called him Jack. I think in other places they call him the narrator. So in reality, Edward Norton doesn't have a name in he this movie. Yeah, you He's don't know the narrator. He, you don't know, ever, he doesn't ever have a name. He never says. No, he never says. They He's never say. Cornelius. He's uh, yes, like, he has Rupert. a bunch of names. Yes, yes. yes. And so I, I think throughout my notes, just say he or Edward Norton. I just wrote Jack throughout all of this. Okay. For, for ease of for knowing. Ease of, yeah. Just to separate. Right. So we open on him with a gun in his mouth. He's got the gun in his mouth. He's thinking about how clean that gun might be. Right. Because of <laughs> somebody named Tyler's kink with uh, controlled demolition. Yes. I think is what he says. Yes. But then we have to back up. Right. So he's like, oh, no, no, we're, no. we've gone this too far. Where we... Right. Does he he say Bob first or the sleep thing first? So the first thing I have is, um, oh, wait, first. So so before he says that, he talks about Project Mayhem wrapped the column of a dozen buildings with explosives. He says what's going on. And that he knows this because Tyler Tyler knows knows this, this. which once you've seen the movie, it's. They told you right from like mm-hmm. the first paragraph. The fir- oh, oh, he knows, like, yeah. Goosebumps again. He knows this because Tyler knows. It's this. been a while since I had seen this movie. Yes, when I watched it. it it's was been like a the good fifteen years. Night yeah. to watch the movie when I did. Like I was going, I took myself out on a date. <laughs> like I had the house to myself. Like literally self care and fight. Yeah, club. I had like a mask. I did my nails. I had that's how we do. You know, and I watch Fight Club. That's our treat yourself is, you know, <laughs> bath time, sushi, do your nails do your and nails, fucking watch do dudes beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, or take some notes for your podcast. Right. Gotta, but yeah. Um, so then he says this has something to do with a girl named Marla Singer. Mm-hmm. And then we go straight to the help group. Right. And Bob and his bitch tits. Bob has bitch tits. Bob. Yeah. (laughs) But then he's like, no, even that is too far. Right. Let's back up six months. He couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep. That's right. He's got insomnia. And then this scene in the office, you guys, we work in fucking cubicles. We do. This, I mean, at the time, no, no I, I, I already worked you in a did. motherfucking I worked cubicle, at the movie bitch. Theater, so. I've been working in a cubicle since I was 19 years Holy old. Holy shit. So already for a year, I had lived this life. Oh, and so yeah. at 20, so this, this was, was very poignant for this me. This was hitting you different. Yeah, it was hitting me yeah, different. Yeah, no, I was working at the movie theater where this was playing. Yeah, no, so, and I mean, aside so from the So you were Tyler, lighting, and yeah. I was the narrator. I was fully Tyler. Yes. And you are the narrator. Exactly. That's so, true. And the cinematography 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 <laughs> from the motherfucking start is so good oh, all these like, like close-up slow-mo like it's dingy yeah it's like the, it backs up the yes that record or not even it's not even a record scratch not yet just so many like different like, yeah, like film effects cuts, yeah thing, like it's just this is film yeah but like at this time because i think i mean i wasn't and i'm still not 
a film expert no. or a film <laughs> critic by any stretch of the imagination. Is, That's why we're not I'm reviewing like. these no, movies. No, I just tell you how we feel we're about it. We're just telling you how we feel yeah. about these movies. But we, this was fucking epic to oh. me. Every moment of to this film. See, I mean, there was nothing the, I didn't, well, I mean, there were things I didn't love, but the, it was because they were painful to watch. Right, But yeah. you love them because you they were painful because to watch. It was done so well, it was Exactly. Bad. The whole yeah. thing is done so well from start to finish. Like, yes. it's just a really good movie. Yeah. You know, like, you just want to watch, you know, all the shit. Like, I'm, you're already into it. And even the him on the toilet looking through the Ikea catalog. Oh. Remember when we didn't have smartphones? <laughs> and you read the fucking catalog, catalogs on the toilet or shampoo bottles? Like having all of that shit, just like you're collecting, 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 collecting. Yes. Yeah. And I had a boyfriend at this time that we had, we both still lived with our parents, mm-hmm. but we had a storage unit full of <laughs> Ikea furniture. To, because we planned to move in together right. and we wanted to be like prepared and we are and I never got any of it. We broke up before that ever happened and he got all of it because I was sick of him and I didn't want to deal with it. But so again, so the IKEA no, thing yeah. too hit home no, for me. I lived at home and I believe this was also when no, this was shortly before the boyfriend moved in with to my parents' house. Oh, we both had that. So shit. there was no yeah. Yeah. So there was no like furniture. There was like a couple right, of yeah. things, but no, like it came from his bachelor pad and like mm-hmm. into my parents' house. We had to get rid of a bunch of shit. But like ugh, ugh, yeah. ugh. But yeah, the catalog thing, wanting to have all of this shit, collecting all these things. But yeah. So then you see him go to the doctor. He's trying mm-hmm. to get some pills for his insomnia. He's got the shakes and shit. Yeah, he he nods off. The doctor's he like, no. Weird places. Choose like, some valerian just, root. Well, now, isn't this where we see, like, the first couple flashes? So I think we might. So you get a little, it's like kind of a, you get it's a little like a glimpse of Tyler. You're not sure you saw it. Because it's just it's, like later it, in the movie. Right, because we're going to bring that up later. Single they, they frame. That little single frame in. But I remember... Seeing that. See, and I don't, and this, the problem with taking notes while you're trying to watch a movie and do a podcast is shit like that you mm-hmm. miss. So me looking down to like check my fucking notes, I I don't right. think I have a note well, about no, seeing like, him until later. I remember seeing that the first time Oh no, I, I have movie. him as, the first flash I have recorded is when he goes to that first group. So the doctor refers oh. to him, he doesn't refer him, but he tells him, you want to see real yeah, pain. That was the first time. But there was another time, I think when he's in before that. Okay, where he sees a flash. Where you see a flash of him at the copy machine. I believe you. I feel like there's that one first maybe, and then the one that you're talking about. Those are like the first two flashes. But I remember seeing that the first time I saw the movie, but it didn't didn't occur to me that it was a person. I thought it was a a blip in the film. Yeah, and I'm sure that's part of the grand design. That's exactly what you're supposed to think it is, because it didn't look like anything at that point. Right. Because I hadn't read the book, so I didn't know. Yeah. So he tells his doctor he's in pain and the doctor's basically mm-hmm. like, oh, you want to see some people in pain. Right. Go to this testicular cancer group. And then you definitely that's a longer blip when he talks about the group. So, yeah. So then when they get to the group, you definitely mm-hmm. see a noticeable blip of Tyler with his mm-hmm. arm around the group leader at this testicular cancer. Yes. Group. Yes. And <laughs> so then he meets Bob. And so we get back to Bob. Bob right. was a juicer. Yes. Now he's a hot mess he, with bitch tits. He was a wrestler or a boxer. I, oh, I fuck. think it was a wrestler. Yeah. And so he or he was uh, no, he was a bodybuilder, a bodybuilder, okay. bodybuilder okay. that he yeah, was yeah. the one who the late night chess press. OK. Advertisements. That was his idea. Like that's how. And he lost the wife, the kids. Right. He lost and everything. He's, he's bankrupt. Tits. Yeah. 
and now he's got testicular cancer and he de- like he cries. He weeps right? like, like they, a baby. Right. Because they tell him, like, get together and cry, like let out whatever. And he cries. He cries like a baby for absolutely no fucking reason. He leaves the shroud of Turin him. in his fucking <laughs> shirt. Leaves, oh, my God. That Yeah. And then he, he sleeps does. like a baby. Right. He's so he's don't sleep. He's co-opting time. these people's pain. So he becomes addicted. He's a grief tourist. He's a grief. Tu- that's yeah. exactly what this is like. And that brought up the whole concept in my consciousness of like grief tourism mm-hmm. like the fact that that's like a thing that you could actually do like not I that would I wanted never to. have occurred to me I, to I would like never, show up in like, places who like this thinks of shit like that well obviously well he fell into it because this doctor he kind mentioned of stumbled it. into it yeah. on accident it turns out it worked right and now he's t- instead of sleeping pills i guess he feels like it's better for him right so he's and, now addicted to these support groups and he doesn't ever tell him anything really no, like he they just, just stays assume quiet the worst because that's what he says he's like as long as you don't say anything mm-hmm. they just assume that the worst and that so he starts hitting up all of all the groups. of them, yeah. And he, what he goes to that the that one woman Chloe. Oh, okay. So then it's Chloe? the so we're doing before we hear about Chloe, we get that meditation. Okay, where he finds imagine his... your pain as a white ball of healing light right. that moves over your body, healing you. Step forward through the back door of the room. Where does it lead? To your cave. Move forward into your cave. That's right. You're going deeper into your cave to find your power animal. And the first time he sees his power animal, it's a penguin penguin that says slide, slide, which fully random and never come. You never see the penguin again. I don't believe it doesn't ever really explain what slide means. Like, I guess slide into into, slide between your person. Yeah, maybe. maybe, Yeah, because he doesn't even know what's going on. No, because, yeah, it never explains that. Well, and then that gets co-opted later. Right. Cave, but, you know. And so then we're back at Preston to Bob's bitch tits when Marla comes in to ruin his life. That's when he met Marla Singer. And yes. like this entrance, this when she walks in her. with that cigarette, that uh, fucking this is cancer, right? Like this, this look, this head to toe, this. This is if I hadn't gotten married and had kids, if I stayed single, I feel like I'd be Marla Singer. When if that ever happens, the the posts, whatever, what we've got going on for if we ever get there, we're just going to be elderly Marla Singers. Yeah, that all live together, though, so that we don't commit suicide. Right. We're all just going to keep an eye on each other. I mean, this isn't for years. Like, don't send out a search party. Yes. Yes. We're talking decades from now. We're talking decades from now. But yeah, like she walks in. This is cancer, right? It's testicular cancer. And she still sits her ass down. She does. Like, because she there's she don't have no testicles. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And so he realizes that she is doing what he's doing. Right. And And that her doing it. Her lie reflects his lie. And now he can't sleep. Right. So this is fucking up his shit. It's fucking up his game. So then we've got Chloe. Right. And Meryl's dancing skeleton. (laughs) And I I can't remember. I tried to look it up and I, I wasn't about to go dig out the book and look it up. I feel like in the book it wasn't Meryl Streep. Oh, they reference someone but else. But this woman that they got that they called Does Meryl look Street like Meryl Streep like, skeleton. Is perfect. Yeah. Like maybe it is. Once again, leave a voice message if I'm wrong. But I think it was a different and I can't remember who it was or if it was somebody different. Yeah, I need this to This woman that it. they got to be the skeleton of yeah, Meryl so Streep. And I mean, 
I really hope this woman wasn't really sick. And this whole looked, uncomfortable moment of oh, her wanting to get laid. So this is the most uncomfortable oh, so far we've been in the movie. Like, this is great. And this tourism. is real life, man. There's I people know, out like, here dying is, who just want right. to get fucked. Yes. And, like, there should be a service for that because fucking sex work should be legal. It should. I mean, you should be able to pay somebody for this. You should be able to consenting adults. Come on now. Legalize it. Legalize it. It (laughs) It would cut down on the human trafficking. I'm just saying. Maybe a little bit. Yes, right? Make it It legal. Tax that shit. If you could just get Chloe laid. Yeah. If she could just pay for it because this begging. Yes, it's, it's so sad. sad. I she mean, like have this to is, be subjected to. Like, this should make him cry. Like, right, he should be able to sleep after seeing that shit. Like whatever. So then they do the cave meditation, and this well, like time, this is where don't they? Doesn't she say like this is do the the group meditation? No. Thing so, so first so it's he's doing his oh, cave meditation, that, right. and now his penguin is Marla. Now it's Marla, and she's smoking and in she's his sitting fucking cave. Yep, and she's, she's smoking so, in the cave. This look, I can't. And I, that's when uh, he confronts her. Not that night, but I think he builds up from that right, point. They have he decides. To do the thing where they, I think it was a different group, maybe. It was a different maybe group. Maybe it was at the yeah. testicular group that they meet up again where they have to hug. It was, and yeah, cry. one of the other groups. They meet up and he confronts her. Uh, You're yeah. a faker. And she's like, I saw you practicing this. She's just, yes, so cool. she knows like, it. Uh, he threatens to expose her and she's basically like, Yeah, like, I'll right, fucking say the I'll same about you. you. Yeah. So they decide to share custody of these groups. Right. They're going to split up the week. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. And they decide. And what is it? Like he tried brain parasites. Yeah. They're fighting over blood and brain parasites. She's just she's just walking. She's on a mission. She's going to. She just walks right out into traffic. Oh, goes in the laundromat, steals some clothes, walks into traffic again. She walks into traffic and stops. I I can't even. Yeah. I know we say use this word a lot by iconic. Iconic. It's going to come up a lot throughout the course of this very episode that we're about to give you. But at that time, at that age, for me, watching her (laughs) not giving a single fuck was kind of a, it was kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, she steals laundry from the laundromat, mm-hmm. walks into traffic and sells them at the denim bank. Because yeah, remember the fucking the denim, denim bank? Because right. so I couldn't She's think like, yes, of the I'm name. Some clothes. I'm like, what do you call remember that? Remember the smell of the denim bank? Right? Like the Old way that it clothes smells. smell? Old clothes and nag champa. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so, so then I have, so they're still arguing and right. they decide that both of their favorite is bowel cancer. Oh, yes. So they split it. Right. They're going to do every thing, other he week. He gives her brain parasites so he's like go ahead and take it because but then she try only to has two and he has four he's gonna try to sneak bowel cancer because that's your favorite too right <laughs> i'm surprised that the testis- testicular cancer isn't his favorite because he likes bob so much right like you would think he would want to keep going to because te- i mean he finds it easy to cry with bob well he got that one got, anyway though right because she gave he's him that got one. more of a right to be well she's, well, she's like, like technically you, you still, still have, have your, your testicles yeah <laughs> So she goes back into traffic yes. and stands in the middle of the street while they like, well, finish this conversation. Maybe, maybe we should exchange phone numbers. Well, why? Because we might want to switch nights. Like, okay. Yeah, and she's immediately like, again. okay. Of course he wants her phone number. Because that's like. And he doesn't put his name on the card. No. So here we go again. Like, yeah, she's like, like, who are who you? Who are you? Is it Cornelius? Rupert? Right. Any one of these stupid names? And then that's. They cut. And that's it. That's right. it. And once you don't again, get any we don't know answer. where his name is. So, yeah, so now we get into he's on a flight when we get into his 
Yes. So then you start seeing that he's a recall coordinator for like a a big name car company. So he goes and assesses whether it's the car company's fault that these accidents happen. His job is totally normal and completely terrifying. Yeah. Because you know, like, that's got to be. Oh, I'm sure that's a job. Yeah. So he gets on, he's on this trip. They're really blase, flazade, da yeah. about this family dying and burning up the retainer wrapped around the yes. ashtray. And like, you can tell the father was huge because right. you could see where he, his back melted to the back of the seat. Ugh. It's that it's terrifying. And this is the first for me, like super quotable quote, which was the, this is your life and it's ending one minute at yes. a time. And also, uh, let me just tell you that this upcoming scene did not help my fear of flying. Oh yeah, Tessa won't fly ever. anywhere. I don't you fly. guys. I will not. I must have been like Richie Valens in a past <laughs> life, or like Patsy Cline or some shit. Like I've got absolutely no reason for this, but this, seeing shit like this does not fucking help. It was done so well. It it I, looked fucking <sighs> scary as fucking my real as fuck. Butthole is clenched <laughs> right now. Just thinking about just. It. Thinking about it, where the fucking like the, it tears off, and he's just sitting there staring at it. Because what the fuck else do you do? Right. Everybody is just going calmly to fucking sitting there. Uh, just accept calm as Hindu cows. Yeah. And this is where we meet Tyler, Tyler Durden. Durden. So right uh, then, Tyler's just said, "Well, and I, I think it was supposed to be at a later flight because he was just talking to that one lady about what his right. job was and all that." Well, stuff. she gets up and moves because, like, oh, is that what happened? He okay. creeps her out. She's like, "Which car company do you work for?" And he's a like, "A major one." one. Yeah. And she's like, "Okay," and she gets up and leaves. And so, that's when Tyler sits down. So here's his snap. So he's been mm-hmm. flying back and forth all mm-hmm. over the country, looking at all this shit and realizing that he's making his life off of the death of right. other people, whatever. And that he's his life is fucking depressing. Covering though. shit up for this car company, which yeah. becomes clear later. I don't think he necessarily says he's covering stuff up. But when he goes in his <sighs> boss's office later, he talks about how. Yeah, he talks. Well, cause there's like, all the this whole shit. thing is kind of undermined or underhanded, undermined. Yeah, undermined underhanded to begin with so right I'm sure there's they cut corners and do whatever so he is like tyler's right there in the seat next to him and mm-hmm. the conversation starts off with tyler reading the exit procedures right. manual yeah he was like that this is like all bullshit and yeah that you know why they put oxygen masks on yeah, planes because oxygen you gets cold. you high yes. it makes you docile and euphoric and you accept your fate mm-hmm. which is probably fucking true probably i didn't is. fact check that shit but like I mean, I know probably if you if like you lost cabin pressure, you also just need oxygen. But I'm sure Quite there's possibly. a benefit that it also gives you a bit of a buzz. Well, they did that one like in labor. Right. Like, they give you, they give you oxygen. Like, yeah. you want some oxygen? It's not like, like, like you can't yeah. breathe. You can no, breathe. I can breathe. I'm breathing just fine. But, that's but like why. you get a little euphoric. Right. And then you're ready to push. So, yeah, I get it. And, and he's so, like the coolest cat on this flight. Of like he's got those Elvis shades on. Yep. Like he, oh, he's got that chipped tooth. He looks so cute. And did he have a chipped tooth right from the beginning? Because I didn't notice it till midway. And I thought they did it because he got it during oh, Fight Club. I, I don't think he had it right off the bat. He I think might he gets not it have, halfway but that's through. his actual chipped right. tooth. Like, that's a thing. But, yeah. like, I don't know if I noticed that or not, if he got it chipped. Because I didn't with. notice it at all. And then all of a sudden in the scene where, well, we'll talk about it later. Well, but yeah. I noticed later that all of a sudden his tooth is chipped. chipped. So I think yeah, it's not he at doesn't, first. Oh, I don't know. I didn't notice. And so, again, so we have the exact same briefcase. Yeah, he's such so a nerd. hint number two already. Yeah, that like, like, and you didn't, I didn't. And I didn't get it at all. I did not get it. Didn't get not it. then. I'm just like, oh, he's just a dork that's pointing out the obvious. Right. You know, and he's like, I sell soap. 
Yeah, so Tyler's is full of homemade soap. Mm-hmm. He starts a stick of civilization. Immediately turns the conversation to homemade napalm yeah. and explosives. Did you know with enough like something? Yeah, maybe. Red flag. Yeah, on the flight. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, this is a '99, and the, it was written before that, so like, I yeah, guess it wouldn't so have I set guess off like many alarms. Exactly. I mean, so he didn't have a turban on, so there was no cause for alarm. White guys are allowed to talk about homemade explosives on flights, on flights, especially yeah. in 1999. Just not by like Oklahoma City buildings. That's not allowed true. Yeah, to talk about fertilizer there, but you know, on and flights then, it was fine. So our narrator t- gives him his little single serving friend. You're yeah, the most like, interesting single serving friend I've met. I get it. That's yeah. clever. Yeah. <laughs> How's that working out for you? What? Being clever. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, we'll keep it up then. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does the thing like a now the age old question, the ass or the crotch. Yes. That has followed me. That and the quote right before it. Right, the yeah, whole yeah. like, how's that working how's out for you being clever? For you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've like, used the both. ass or the crotch. Like I, I think even if I don't say it, you think if it. I have to squeeze by somebody, oh, I'm yeah. thinking like, okay, do I give them the ass or the crotch? Exactly. He gives them the ass, yeah. right? So then they land and he sees him steal this car. He doesn't see him steal the car. No, he, he just sees him get, him get in, in a car. car. He assumes it's his. But we see that we he stole see the car. He steals which the car. now that you know what you know, right. he didn't see him steal the car. We saw him steal the car. He wishes he so stole what, the car. Yeah. So like that's a weird dynamic because later he's like, Where's your car? Because he doesn't he's know like, how to what get home, car? So he wishes he would have stole the car. I guess. Yeah. It gets very complicated it, once you realize well, the yeah, dynamics like, here. Like I said, like it's a completely different movie when you watch it again, knowing what you know. Right. And so he can't get his suitcase because it's vibrating, which <laughs> now we never get, I don't think, a resolution to what was in his suitcase that was no, vibrating. No. And so he obviously, so he set himself up he to have, have to call himself, himself to not. Well, who knows what he was up to having like his break on his trip. Right. Like, cause he doesn't and he know. And he had already set up his he nods apartment off, he to burn. He up and, right? Because he must have set that up and before he And he did he that left. before he met Tyler. He did. Before he realized Tyler was, was all another set up person. To happen before he got he home. He sure did. So Tyler was there then before oh. he even left. Well, but he Tyler hadn't... was already there. We saw him already. Like, right. We don't know. He... We saw him. But so we saw Tyler him was taking over already. He was already taking over. Well, I have other notes about that, too, once we get to uh, Paper Street. Okay. But um, so we get to. So, yes, home. we get home. Well, no, we on have fire. a whole conversation at the airport about like nine times out of ten. It's a dildo. Oh, yeah, yeah. We that, never It's an electric razor, and then it's a dildo. In the case right. of a dildo. The dildo. Uh, yeah, we not always say dildo. the dildo, not your dildo. Mm-hmm. But, like, dildos don't even vibrate, though. Right, a regu- it would have to be just a vibrator, It would not have to a be dildo. a vibrator. Dildos I mean, I guess vibrate. there are vibrating I would dildos. suppose that there I mean, I correct me because I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm sure there's vibrating dildos, but usually I think, I don't know, that they don't. Yeah. They're just waggly, like the one on Marla's waggly. dresser when we but get he, there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he gets home. His mm-hmm. condo's on fire. Yeah. His, his IKEA life is in flames. You can't go up there. There's yeah. nothing left. And he sees Marla's number, like yes. right on top of the rubble, like burned. What all a coincidence! Yeah. Like, like how embarrassing. Yeah. An apartment full of shit, or like a fridge. And no, and it's all no condiments. It's yeah. All condiments. So he calls Marla, but mm-hmm. then immediately hangs up. She answers, but he hangs up. Yeah. Like, no, never mind. I don't want to deal with that. So finds Tyler's card in his pocket. So either A, that card doesn't exist and it's fictional in his imagination. 
Or oh, he got cards printed in the name Tyler Durden for Paper Street Soap Company and have. had one in his pocket. He might have. Well, I mean, either way, he called because he the rented number. that place well, in his it name. Says on the payphone, no incoming calls. And somehow you, you star sixty nine. Yeah, no incoming calls. But he gets a he calls no answer. No answer hangs up and then it phone rings. rings and he picks it up and he star sixty nines. And he's and fucking he's eating. eating. Oh. Crunch, 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 crunch. Really, Jack? Who's this? Yeah, like, is that cool to you? Right. Eating on the phone? But yeah, he's like, well, just, at, you know, like, just ask me. You want to come over? You want me to pick you up? Like, what do you want? Like, So they meet at Lou's Tavern. Yes, they go. To, that's right. They're at Lou's. And they go have pitchers of beer. They're having drinks. Talk they, about consumerism. And he brings that. He references Lorena Bobbitt. Yes, Remember it does. That? Which, yeah. by the way, everybody apologize to Lorena Bobbitt right fucking now. Okay? Apologize. She had her reasons. She had her reasons. I mean, should she have mutilated him? No. I mean, she should have probably done something prior she to might have, getting she to the point have, whatever. But, like, hey, apologize to her. She didn't deserve that shit. Turns out he was a dick. <laughs> anyway. So we so he breaks it down. Tyler breaks mm-hmm. it down for him. He shares his philosophy. Never be complete. Stop being perfect. Mm-hmm. Evolve. Let the chips fall where they may. The things you own end up owning yes. you. And then they get to the end of the night. He talks about like Martha Stewart. And he's like, fuck Martha Stewart. Because remember back then, like Martha Stewart was an asshole. Like she yeah. got way cooler after she went to prison. Right. Now she hangs out with Snoop Dogg and smokes weed. Now she's awesome. Yeah, seriously. So yeah, so then they go out to leave and he's, mm-hmm. oh, I better I better find a hotel. Yeah, like, just ask me. Just ask. Like, we've been sitting here all fucking night and you still can't ask me. Right. That's why you called. You need a place to stay. Right. But first. Yeah. You ever been in a fight? I want you to hit me yeah. as hard you as know, you can. You know, he's like, you know, like, I don't want to die without any scars. Like, yeah, right. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. <sighs> right. So before we get to the hitting, we get to... His little part-time job is a pro- so we get a little flash. His oh, part-time okay. job is a pro- projectionist. Is that where we get into that? And first? him slicing oh, yes, porn into family movies. Because, so bef- okay, yeah. So he talks about Tyler and like who Tyler who is. Tyler is, and I guess how you illustrate that is to talk about Tyler's night job at the nighttime movie theater. I yes, guess that kids are still saying. Or no, it's not a nighttime movie theater. It's, it's just a, a regular because he says he into family at. movies, right? Because he splices. Yeah. <laughs> So he's splicing dicks into family right. movies. So before digital, you would go because, hey, guys, remember, I worked at a movie theater. You would get these metal things with reels of film. The can. The can. Yeah. Delivered to the movie theater. And then you would have to take them upstairs to the projection office and line them all up. And there was these little things with tape. And you could splice them. You'd splice them all together where right. the little things were because it would show you in the little cigarette burn where you put the thing together. And then you would put the whole thing on the big reel and then you would be ready to show the movie. So, yes, you could, in fact, insert <laughs> one, one pornographic frame. frame. And yeah, just like that we saw earlier, you weren't sure you saw it, but you definitely saw it. Yeah. A nice big that's right. So you see that. You also see that he is a banquet waiter at a very nice hotel and he pees in the bisque. Yes, he pees in the bisque. He befouls the food. He is the gorilla terrorist yes. in the food service industry. Yes. So then we get to the fight. So is, okay, he yes. gives him yeah, the yeah. punch. He hits him right in the ear. And I think they told 
Edward Norton actually hit him. Oh, he did in the ear. He act, like he told I don't know who said what. If Brad Pitt was like okay with like yeah definitely hit me right or if it was David Fincher's thing like dude just hit just him. hit him for like, real like whatever and I don't know if they decided to hit him in the ear. Or if that's just where he hit him and because he's uncoordinated. Punch, yeah. so, it was so sad. It illustrates perfectly. Because, yeah. like, no, of course he's never been in a fucking fight. Right. Look at that guy. A lot of people have never been I, in a fight. I've never been in a fight. No, not like a proper fist fight. Not no. like that, no. So for, so before he hits him, he gets him all pumped up. How much can you know about yourself if, if you've never, never been, been in a fight? fight. Yeah. Go crazy. Come mm-hmm. on. Let her rip. So he punches him in the ear and he immediately punches him back in the, yeah. well, not immediately, but after he's like, well, ow, he's you like, hit me in the fucking ear. The ear. And he laughs. He's like, no, it was perfect. And, and then, then hits him. Right. Punches him in the gut. And then they start fighting. Hit me again. Mm-hmm. No, you hit me. Yeah. So they fuck each other up only once you realize what's really going on in this he's movie. Fighting he's beating his own ass. Well, because they show that later. Right. When it all they comes show down, it like, later. Just and like the other dudes are like, yeah, I want to do what you're doing. Like, and like that dynamic is totally different. <laughs> Thinking that these other guys came up and decided yeah. to join when it was just him beating his own yeah. ass is totally different than two dudes and, like, fighting. I'm sure like the diatribes, which are cool in the context of Tyler saying them. Right. Like just to have like and. Well, we'll get into all of that yeah. later. But like, so then after this, they have their first fight. They right. go to Paper Street. They to go to Paper Street. dilapidated mansion. This, yes. It kind of looks like it would be rad. Like back then, the first time when I saw him, I'm like, oh, that would be fucking so cool to just squat. Right. In like this old dilapidated mansion. Only you find out later they're not even squatting that he's actually got yeah. like signed a fucking lease he for this abandoned house. This like it was so like, much cooler when he was just like like just squatting just in this squatting house. in an abandoned yeah. house. And so then we go back to them. So then they then it starts to grow. They're fighting outside the bar right. again. Some People guys come up. In. They're like, I want I've got next. He's know. showing up to work with massive fucking shiners. <laughs> Back to the parking lot. More guys. Yes. Can I be next? Yes. Everybody wants Anne. Then it's like total male bonding mm-hmm. back at the house, driving golf balls into windows, yeah. riding bikes in the house. And they keep sharing this like <coughs> consumerism. These, you know, they, everywhere they go, they're sizing people up. And who would like, you fight? What famous yeah, who, dead celebrity yeah. would you fight? I'd fight Gandhi. Yeah. That's a good I'd one. fight Abe Lincoln. Yeah. He's um, had a long reach. Yeah. Those skinny guys fight to the burger. And our narrator finds this article written by an organ in the first person. Okay. So this is where I, cause so he signs this lease. He's been living there about a year. He says that Tyler's been living there about yeah. a year. So I'm guessing a year ago, our narrator signed a lease at this place. So did he write, has he been hoarding all of this shit in this place for I a guess year? So. He's been disassociating this whole is, time. Like that's why I keep putting him as Jack because I assume he's been writing. All oh, you of think this that's shit. him writing it? I think he wrote all of that. Oh, I never thought about that in the whole year because it said an article written, which made me think it was in some sort of a published. I, I thing. mean, maybe, maybe, but where would he have gotten all that shit? There was just all that shit. Because then all those he brings it up as himself, like I am Jack's complete lack of surprise. Like, and I, I just thought he just kept doing that I mean, because of reading did, those articles. But, like I feel like at least part of it, because there's some like there's magazines, like modernish magazines right. in there. So I feel like he's been hoarding this shit. Like this is his like little consumerism hole. Like this is where he goes. Like he's got his nice apartment, and then in this place is where he's been nodding off, and like he's got his own sick little hoarder. Like, this is where he's getting all of his, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe all that shit was there. Like, where was that? Who lived there before? I mean, it looked abandoned. 
it was all fucked up. I mean, it was all fucked up and it was all leaky as shit. But I mean, like, I assume that's why everything looked shitty is because everything had gotten wet over the course of a year. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't Maybe. Know. I, I, that's just what I always thought. I thought he was writing those articles. That's what Oh, I, I never even considered that. Never occurred to and me. Now I just I need thought to, they were articles he found. I feel like found. I need to go back and read the book because maybe it says. It probably does. I, I know read I read the book. it. This is one of those things where we actually did read and the book. And I don't think it ever been... says in the book that he... Like, I don't, if, if he did, I don't think it ever references maybe anything. Maybe it doesn't where it even says reference it at all. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe it didn't at all. Maybe we're just supposed to make it up like Moonchild, but. Yeah. So he's still going into the <laughs> office. Boss wants his reports. Then yeah. back to the house, talking about who you want to fight, your boss, mm-hmm. your dad. And then they talk a little bit about their dads, which they have different stories about their dads. Yeah. They have like a weird, where are my notes about their fucking dads? But yeah, they talk about their dads and they got a little. So the narrator says he didn't know his dad. His dad left when he was six. Uh-huh. And then um, Tyler talks about his well, dad checking in every year. So now, and- we'll see now, is this what, because our narrator didn't have a dad, his dad took off. Is this what he thinks a dad's supposed to do? Because he doesn't know. I don't know. So is this so, why yeah. Tyler has this experience with his dad? Because that he just Jack doesn't know what a dad's supposed to every... do. So he figures this is what at least a dad is supposed to do. So that's why Tyler's experience with his dad is different. Maybe. And so he says his dad, after he graduates college and after he gets a job, he mm-hmm. calls his dad, what should I do? Well, I guess get married. Yeah. Get a and job. He says, get I, married. I can't get married. I'm a 30 year old boy. <sighs> Is what the narrator right. says. Oh, so they're yeah. 30 in this. And he's like, we're a generation of men raised by women. And I'm starting to think another woman isn't what we need. Yeah. And so before we get to the beginning of the expansion of Fight Club, mm-hmm. we're going to take a quick break. Oh, yeah. Be right back. Deep within the underbelly of the Internet, there's a podcast that works more with deviant content than any sense of good taste and acts as a beacon for those lost souls yearning for irreverent entertainment. Welcome to the Morally Flexible Podcast. Each episode is chock full of earthy goodness. Whether you're into pop culture, fetishes, family values, or just plain debauchery, the Morally Flexible Podcast has everything you need to satisfy your diverse needs. So if you're feeling the need to get comedically ear-fucked, download a new episode every week on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast content. The Morally Flexible Podcast, your number one source for advanced fuckery. And we're back. And Saturday night is for the club, and Saturday night is also for Doom Generation, so they just gave it a name. All right. So they decided to call it Fight Club. They're meeting every Saturday night Mm -hmm. in the parking lot of Lou's Tavern. Yes. You see, so we get kind of a whole back and forth. So he's walking home. He sees Marla coming out of a support group. He's not going to these anymore. Mm -hmm. You see him back at work Monday in a meeting. Right, because that's the whole (laughs) thing, like Monday through. Monday uh, through Friday, like I had to do all this shit. The He's sitting in that meeting. And is this where he does the thing with the... Oh, yes, the guy think. like, hey, my man over here, I show my man this presentation. Oh, and he does that. Oh, and squirts blood through his I, teeth at him. Like, I have just always wished for, like, to have that much blood in my mouth just to do that in certain situations. Just to, like... I can't like, imagine. I wish I was, like, a lizard that could split up, like, just split as up a blood defense on command. Yeah, like, as a defense mechanism just to do that. To somebody? So, and like, I don't know how he doesn't right then get called into the boss's oh, office. Oh, you would have gotten called into HR. Yeah, right away. Like, somebody would have said something. Well, because he keeps, and I think that was part of the thing with him writing this book was like, he'd gotten into an accident or something. I thought I said I wasn't going to say anything, but now since we're talking about it, 
he got into an accident. His face was all fucked up and nobody said anything. So he wondered, because like, what do you say? Right. Because yeah. what do you say? Well, and especially when this guy's been a reliable employee all these years right. and then well, all yeah, of a like sudden he's, he's not, showing up bloody and blackened. Right. Like he's a Well, because don't they have that whole. Con- is this where they have the conversation where he gets hauled into the boss's office? Not yet. Finds that shit? OK, no, not yet. I so have then I have a couple of notes because I have to stop myself with that shit, too. Like I have it crossed out like not yet. Bitch. Not yet. So then Fight Club becomes official and moves right. to the bar basement. Yes, they go down to the basement. They come and this in shot, like, this cock of the log. Yes, Hell where they yeah. like follow him in. The bartender's like, <laughs> shut it down, yep, last you know call. Time. He's got the bat, you know. These dudes they, are fucking salivating mm, for blood. They can't wait. Everything's all dingy and probably like musty. So every week, Tyler gives the rules they decided. Yes. Gentlemen. Welcome to Fight Club. Mm-hmm. The first, first rule, rule about Fight Club is we don't talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club is we do not talk about Fight Club. We're not members, so third rule is if someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out, the fight is over. Fourth rule: two guys to a fight, one fight at a time. Fifth rule. Was no oh, for one, one fight, fight at a time. time. Okay. Sixth rule, no shirts. No shoes. Seventh rule, fights go on as long as they have to. And the last rule, if this is your first night at Fight Club, you, you have, have to, to fight. fight. Hell oh, yeah. And then you heard that, those bodies. Oh. I'm sorry. Like, I know there's men, straight this, men listening. Dude, this is super oh. fucking sexy and this not sexy for the right fuck. fucking reasons. Because no. like this incel shit. Yeah, this is not cute. <laughs> this is like, I don't want my husband to be in a fight no. club. But this fucking sweaty, gross, dirty but do basement I want to diddle my skittle to fight club? <laughs> yes! Licking the bean <laughs> to the fight club. Licking the bean to the fight club. And then Ricky from work is a god for 10 minutes Fuck. for trouncing the maitre d' of yes. the local restaurant. Ugh. You weren't god. alive anywhere like you were there. Nope. And then you see him at work. Ricky gives the nod. Yeah, they all know. Like he sees the other, like the, the, waiter, guy, the waiter. He gives like, the nod, and everyone's beat to shit. Self improvement is masturbation. masturbation. Fuck, dude. it's time for self destruction. <laughs> and so every time you see Tyler fighting, our narrator's mm-hmm. off to the side. Every well, team, Tyler always wins, and our narrator does doesn't. not win. He yes. only wins that one time, right? Or the draw. There's one draw, one right. win, and the rest of the time he never fucking wins. Mm-hmm. Tyler never fucking loses, right? He Tyler wins every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he mentions that sometimes Tyler spoke for yeah. me. I fell down some stairs. Uh, I fell down some stairs. <laughs> then Marla calls. She shows back up. She gets in touch because she cheated. And now you know how long it's been, which she says, where have you been in the last eight weeks? Yeah. So for eight weeks, which now we know now it's been more like a year and eight weeks mm-hmm. that this has been an ongoing thing. But right. Actively. He had the break eight weeks ago. <laughs> right. Actively for eight weeks, he's not been going to his groups. And right. she knows because she's been going to all Yeah, of she's been cheating, but he's found a new one. Right. And she's got a stomach full of Xanax. Like, what? Which one? Like, yeah. He's like, you can't go. It's for men only. For men only. Hey. So she tells him she's got a stomach full of Xanax. She's on her way out. But this isn't a for real suicide thing. No, it's It's like like a cry cry for for help help. thing. Yeah. And then she gets in her, you want to listen as my spirit leaves my body. What do you think a death rattle or more like a death hairball? Right. (laughs) And then suddenly we've got this 
Well, Tyler picks up the phone. Well, you don't see that yet. Oh, no, that's right. He doesn't, but yeah, no, we got So there's this blurry screen wipe, freeze frame, (sighs) sexual intercourse that is happening to our narrator. He wakes up thinking it was a dream. Right, yes. And he goes to tell Tyler Mm -hmm. this fucking dream I had, but Tyler's door is closed. it's never closed. And there's used condoms in the toilet. Four of them, by the way. (laughs) At least they're playing safe. Wow. And um, he goes down and Marla comes downstairs and yeah. he's like, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? And she, this is my house. What yeah. are you doing in my house? Which now like it's knowing another- now, could you imagine banging some dude using four condoms and then having him tell you in the morning, like, what the fuck are house. you doing are in you my doing house? My- and the oh. fact that she goes back. Oh, the shit. That you what will does go he through. say? Is are we at that point yet? I don't even know if we have the. I can't even find it in my fucking notes where he talks about her philosophy of life. No, I don't think yet. So she okay, comes so back for her coat and leaves. Tyler mm-hmm. comes down and is like, "Oh, you got some fucked up. Yeah, friends. you got some fucked up friends." <laughs> and so he then we find out that he came right. in, found the phone the, off the like, hook. He's like, "I can see how it happened now." He right, the phone off the hook. He listens in. She's saying, prepare to evacuate soul. She's so dramatic. And then he shows up just in the nick. In the nick. You got here fast, didn't you? Did I call you? Did I call you? Because, like, does he look different to her somehow? Right? Or Or is she she just just so fucked up she doesn't remember? Who knows how many she actually took. And so at this point, the first time watched through, you think this is a stranger. Yeah. Who showed up while you're fucked up and you let him bring you home and fuck the shit out of you. If Brad Pitt, well, as Tyler girl. Durden, showed up at my apartment girl. as if I am a mess, <laughs> and what like took me, that whole chase scene yeah. where they're in the hallway and he's dancing, oh, up. you good luck saving her. They have yeah. this whole meeting. She's a monster. She's infectious human waste. <laughs> Wouldn't you use at least four condoms? Fucking that dude oh later when God. you went back to his shitty house, right? His shitty fuck. Okay. So that house. That, Imagine getting brought back to that house. If she wasn't. I have fucked in some shitty houses. But not like that. Some shitty rooms on some shitty mattresses mm. and some shitty cars. But never like this. Not like a fully rusted out fucking. No. Oh my God. No. No. So we have. So she tells him, if I fall asleep, I'm done for. Yeah. So you got to keep me up all night. You have to keep me up. All night. And then our narrator says, I am Jack's raging bile duck. Yeah. <laughs> Put a gun to my head and paint the walls with my brain. Yes. She's a predator posing as a house pet, he tells her, rat, yes. or uh, Tyler tells him. Right. Well, does it, is this where he knocks on the door with that fucking rubber glove, which is fucking iconic? No, that's later. Oh my oh God. My God. Uh, and then he, she says, uh, that, but that is where she says, my God, I haven't been fucked like that okay. since grade school. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is in that whole montage. She's like, I, yeah. And that line was supposed to be, I want to have your abortion, mm-hmm. which both lines work. Right. But apparently she did not realize that grade school for us meant elementary school. And Yeah. I, to her, she thought it meant like high school, right? I guess, and like was kind of like, oh, f- is that what I said? Did I say like I haven't fu- been fucked like that since I was like ten? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe I should have said that. I want to have your abortion. I think they, I, I think that was a studio thing. Like they didn't want to touch the whole abortion. Abortion, thing, yeah. I guess it's a dirty word. <laughs> uh, Whatever. Both lines work for her. Yeah. I think it says uh, that abortion line in the book. 
And so then he's like, she invaded my support Mm -hmm. groups. Now she invaded my My home. home. And Tyler tells him, I can't have you talking to her. Right. (laughs) And he's a child. If you say anything about me or anything that goes on in this house, we're done. Well, because it already, he had already sets it up as like an abusive relationship where like sometimes he talks for me and I fell down some stairs or whatever. And like, don't talk to her about me. Yes. Makes him promise three times. Yes, that's to not it. You promise talk three times. Him. Then they're banging so hard, the fucking yes. ceiling plaster is falling in his head, <laughs> well, and then he peeks in the door crack. Yes, and he comes in with that with fucking these fucking rubber glove. rubber glove and these cum gutters, y'all. Oh my god! These pervert lines. No wonder she is dazed, cum stoned, but and she's not off fucking him. She's fucking Edward Norton. She's fucking Edward Norton. How? But he in wants our imagination, but to. Well, she's yeah. fucking Brad Pitt. Well, to her, it's all the same to her. Yeah, yeah, she don't care. As long as he fucks <laughs> like that dude care. fucks, if, she don't care what he look like. If she, if he's fucking anywhere near what I think he's fucking like. From those sounds? Oh, my God. Holy shit. Oh, my God. I don't know if I, I mean, every once in a while, but not on the regs. I mean... Uh, that was like their normal multi, multi-times a day. Yeah. That was every time. How did he have time to other? plan anything during this? No shit. Cause he didn't right? sleep. And so he's like, <laughs> he's I like, became he's a child the calm again. little center of the world. I was the Zen master. <laughs> he starts writing haikus at work, oh, emailing God. them out. This is when his smoking boss. at his desk. <laughs> That's when his boss tells him, take the day off, get yourself together. Like shit. He goes home. The arson unit calls mm, mm-hmm. and tells him that someone sprayed Freon in his door lock. Right. It looks like arson. Tapped it with a chisel to shatter the cylinder. Mm-hmm. I am Jack's cold sweat. Right. Dynamite was used. Homemade dynamite. Well, who's mentioned homemade yeah, dynamite? I wonder who was talking about homemade explosives. That's and weird. Tyler's in the background. Just tell him you did it. Tell yeah. him you blew it all up. Tell him you blew it all up. Which, so, like, isn't is he saying this? Because like the guys like take this time. seriously. So That's is he thinking his, it or saying? Well, no, it? because the other guy's completely confused. So this is his inner monologue okay. that he's having an. Ar- That's at least what I think. Okay, he's having an argument with his inner monologue that's slipping out because it's separated from his actual self. So the right. other guy can't hear him saying it. All this he's not stuff, actually right. saying it because then he gives the, I loved every stick yes. of furniture in that apartment. The Oscar goes to, I would like to thank the Academy. Yes. So it, then he acknowledges that except for their humping, Tyler and Marla are never, never in, in the same, same room. room. And that's when he's a child again. They're like his parents. Between yes. his parents. Right. She comes out in this dollar thrift store bridesmaids dress, which I loved. I and this whole thing, someone loves it intensely so we'll for one it, day. But then tossed my it. prom dress was kind similar. of looks like this dress, and I, I wore the prom dress before this movie came out, right? I so, and then you don't think it's suspicious at all. Still, the first time no. seeing it, when she comes up behind him and starts mm-hmm. touching his dick. Well, I like the whole the the thing she talks about, about how the condom is the glass slipper of this generation or whatever. Like you put it on, you dance all night with a stranger and then you throw it away. Yep. (laughs) And so she comes up behind him at the sink, Mm -hmm. gives gives him a little reach around. Mm. He insults her. She leaves. Then Tyler shows up, Mm -hmm. says, get rid of her. She comes back all ready to go. Mm -hmm. Tells him he's a nutcase that she can't even begin to keep up. So right then again, we've got clue number three to five somewhere Uh, in here of like, what do you? What? Oh, 
Mm-hmm. Like I thought they didn't like each other. Why is she telling him he's a nutcase for insulting her? Right. Like, they've she, always yeah. been like that. Mm-hmm. So they, then tonight we're making soap to make soap. First, we render fat. So they go the best to a lipo fat clinic. It's from humans. Yes, humans make the best fat. So they go to a lipo clinic to steal some fat, and it is disgusting. So disgusting. When it gets caught up on the fence. And it's like pouring all over him as the torn bag. Oh, it's, and he's trying to save it. I like, love what that are you whole, doing? Like, why, You're going to scoop it up in it your go, hands? Let it go. Grab another bag. So they take it home. They cook the fat. They strain uh-huh. the fat. They refrigerate it. Tyler is monologuing again about yes. the soap, the explosives, the bodies in the river, and that's how they realize what the soap about human sacrifices right, human and sacrifices. lying. And, and then he kisses him on the hand. Uh, may I see your hand, please? Right. <laughs> this is it's chemical, chemical burn. burn. Yes. And he makes them stay with the pain. Like, do not check out of this. Do yes. not go to your fucking cave. Mm-hmm. Fuck your penguin. Slap. <laughs> Consider the possibility that God does not like you, never yes. wanted you. In all probability, he hates you. This is not the worst thing that can happen. Fuck him. We are his unwanted children, so be it. Yes. Yes. Because, I mean. Come on, y'all. We are God's unwanted children. Uh, We're an accident. At the very least. If he least, meant to do this, he didn't mean it to turn out like this. He drowned us once. We're fucking just do it again. a fucking experiment that it's- went awry. For all this is all a simulation for all we fucking know. Seriously, we'll get into the matrix later. Yeah, <laughs> so we're gonna have to. He's gonna tell him how to neutralize the burn, mm-hmm. but only after he gives up and knows someday he's going to die. Right. He tells him, "You don't know how this feels." He shows him the same his burn hand. on his own right. hand and says, "It's only after we've lost everything that we're free to do mm-hmm. anything." So he relaxes and accepts it, and Tyler gets the vinegar. Right. And then we get the little, he sells the soap to department stores Mm -hmm. for $20 a bar. Right? That's some good soap. That's some good motherfucking soap. Selling rich ladies' fat asses back to them. Yep. Um, And then, uh, oh, now this is when he leaves the 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 rules on the copier. Was it the, oh, yeah, the the rules on the copy machine. But the other thing that he was, like, another haiku about, like, the queen has to stay. The drone yes. goes out. Only the drone is free. That's not the actual haiku, but it's something right. like that. And then he he gets pulled into his boss's Well, office. before that, so he threatens to shoot up the office, basically, saying, like, right. when the boss is like, is this yours? Right. And he was like, no, the person that wrote that is super dangerous. Like, yeah. stalking cubicle to cubicle. Mm-hmm. And he's like, AR-10. maybe you probably shouldn't bring me every piece of garbage you find. Like, yeah, snatches that shit out of his hand. Oh, uh, he looks like shit. Like, yes. <laughs> and then Marla calls him at work right, and says, like, my, my tits, tits gonna rot off. off. Come do a breast check. Right. Like, this is her attempt at being nice. I feel right? like. Well, like, she missed her, him. She, this she is, came yeah. up with a reason. She missed him and she wanted to see him and she was kind of worried about him. So she yeah. calls him over to come check her rotting off tit. Which she does standing up. Y'all, ladies, don't do a breast check standing up. You're supposed to do that shit laying down. Anyway, so he says check go to the doctor. Do a breast check, do it regularly. He shows up and she's stealing mm-hmm. meals on wheels from dead people. Right, yeah, she's she's still alive and in poverty. Yes, he does the breast check, mm-hmm. doesn't feel any lumps. And he's still really cold to her and she's like, okay, well. I'll check your prostate. Yeah. She gives him a kiss. He says, are we done? Yeah. Yeah, we're done. See yeah. you around. And off he goes. And then he runs into Bob. He runs into Bob. And like, 
did he say that he hadn't seen him? Or well, Bob pulls gone? him in for the hugs. Right. Says, I thought you were dead. Right. And says, I found a new club. Right. And he and he tells. Like, well, the first rule is I'm not supposed to talk about it. Yeah. The second rule is I'm not supposed to talk So he about discovers it. Fight Club has right. been spreading. Like, look at my face. I'm a member. Have you heard about the guy who invented this thing? He was born in a mental institution and <laughs> yeah. sleeps only one hour a night. And he's a great man. Do you know about Tyler, Tyler Durden? Durden? Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. fuck. Never mind. Not me. So then cut to him and Bob fighting. Yes. Him punching Bob in his mm-hmm. bitch tits. Bob chokes him out and wins. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler gives his speech about how sad men have become. This fucking incel speech, which. <laughs> I get it. I, I, I do get too. it. Like, I get it. And I like it. I don't dislike it. Like, this whole thing is making fun of that. Whole right. Whatever. I mean, like, there's some parts and there's some bits in there that you're like, oh, yeah. But. They have no purpose, no place, no great war, great depression. They have a spiritual war. Their mm-hmm. great depression is their lives. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all right. Yeah. I mean, now we have a well, fucking great I mean, war and a great depression like, right after this fucking not, movie. I'm pretty sure that's everybody. Right? So Lou comes down to this see what's going on scene. in his basement. Oh, <sighs> fuck. This fucking scene. I can't even... T- <sighs> Tyler's like, come on, join the club. Right. Yeah. Do you see the sign out there? It says Lou's Tavern. I'm fucking Lou. Right. He's fucking Lou. So he's fucking Lou. Do you hear me now? Yeah. No, I didn't quite catch that Lou. Punches him again. He's like, oh, no, I got it. Still not getting it. Oh, shit, I lost it. I lost it. He gets punched again and he's like, no, no, no. Starts laughing maniacally. Oh, fuck, dude. Oh, Lou, come on, come man. On, Lou, and he jumps on him and he's doing like he's spitting oh, blood. Fuck. You don't know where I've been. You don't know where I've been. <laughs> Let me just tell you, I've got that one loaded in the chamber next time somebody wants to say some COVID shit to me. Right? You don't know where I've been. You don't know where I've been. <laughs> Please let us keep this place. I let want your word. Lou. Come on, Lou. Lou's like, on my mother's urn. <laughs> okay, see you next week. Right, see you next week. They Lou. pick Bye. him up and carry him out. Or not out. They go he, sit him down. He, he's like, I'm out of here. You guys can fucking have it. Lou leaves. And then Tyler gives out homework. Yes. Now we learn about the homework assignment. Go out and start a fight with a total stranger yes. and lose. Yes. But nobody wants to fight. Normal people Mm-mm. don't want to fight. Everybody would do anything to avoid a fight. So we get this kind of hilarious montage <laughs> of the, all these dudes trying to start fights <laughs> in public, <laughs> getting a preacher to beat him up. And you see him later. Yeah, he he's joins in the fight, fight club. club. <laughs> so then we get back to the office when he goes in the boss's office. Oh God, yeah, this is when he gets that man and threatens to reveal their true like what they do in right. their business. Mm-hmm. The boss tells him fuck off. And he says, at that moment, I thought about my first th- fight with yes. Tyler right so, before he kicks so first, his own ass. So he starts beating his own ass. <laughs> I am Jack smirking revenge. Yes. Who doesn't want to get the men? Uppercuts himself into a fucking glass table. <gasps> what are you doing? What? <laughs> what are you doing? Grabs himself by the shirt oh, no. collar. Throws himself into these glass shelves. Why is everything in this motherfucking office made of glass? Well, because... <laughs> yeah, then says, for some reason, I thought of my first fight right. with Tyler. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why. I don't know. Uh, security breaks in. Yeah, He's like, 
perfect moment yes. together. Why? Why so are he you gets me? the travel tickets, the computers, the phones, the paychecks. He gets it all. So they've got corporate sponsorship. He leaves there whistling with a bloody nose. We could use some corporate sponsorship. We could definitely use some corporate <laughs> so, sponsorship. And at the same time, Tyler's suing the hotel for the urine content <laughs> of their soup. <laughs> so they got money now. Yes. So Tyler keeps giving out homework, mm-hmm. but now it's to commit guerrilla warfare. Yes. We're doing major... Demagnetizing videos, repainting billboards, right. switching tire spikes in the wrong direction. Is this when he goes and, and then he shows up back at the house when they're all there? Oh, no, we haven't gotten there They're yet. replacing airplane safety right, right, guides, right, right. causing general chaos. Yes. They hear fight clubs spreading to other cities. They're having mm-hmm. a conversation. Did you start that one? Yeah, no, no I thought you did. Right. <laughs> so then we get where they go into the liquor store with the gun. Tyler's got a gun. Yes. Oh, that's right. His human sacrifice. He's going to do a human like, sacrifice. what are you doing? And he's like, oh, fuck. All right, meet me out back. So he drags Raymond, the store worker, outside <laughs> with a gun to his head. And tells him you're going to die. Right. He gets his background and finds out he studied biology to be a what veterinarian. What did you want to do? And so he tells him that you better be in school in six mm-hmm. weeks time. I'm going to check up on you. And if you're not on the way to being a veterinarian, you're dead. Yeah. Now run on home. Mm-hmm. Run, Forrest, run. Run, Forrest, run. And the dude's like, what was the point of that? And he was like, that when he wakes up tomorrow, it'll be the best food he's ever eaten. And he's not fucking wrong. Right? It'll be the he never most beautiful to kill day him. of the rest of his life. It's fucking, yeah, it is. There's no bullets in the gun. Yeah. He does, that's not that's not what the point of it was. The point of it was for to get him to run away from this bullshit right. job. Right. But to be fair... <laughs> What if Raymond just can't afford school? Right? Who's what paying if, for this? Who's paying for this? Who is Raymond taking care of right. that he has to work at this fucking convenience store yeah. in his basement apartment? You didn't get his whole story, you Tyler. You don't even know, Tyler. Right. I mean, like, that's a great thing to say. And no, you're not wrong. However, you don't know what Raymond's life is like. Yeah. So then we get our first major explosion with the uh, computer store display. So the dudes right. have blown up this computer store. Uh, just <laughs> destroying corporate art. Yeah. Or no, not that. We're not oh, there no, yet. Oh, no, not there yet. Well, there it is. So then we get his whole speech about you're not your job. Right. You're not how much He's money you have in the bank. Your it's car. dark. The contents of your wallet. Mm-hmm. You're not your fucking khakis. <laughs> we are the all singing, all dancing crap of the world. Yes. Which, fuck. When you're Dude. like 19, 20 or whatever I'm you were, saying. 18. The way that hitting hit, adulthood fuck at yeah. that time, like, <sighs> yeah, it was heavy. I took a I took a little left turn in the message in this and in, in some of these ways. Like, we'll get into it later about some of these things, some of these points. But yeah. fuck this monologue, dude. Yeah. And so Marla comes down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so she's coming down from fucking Tyler again. She right. tells him, she's, I'll be out of your way in a second. She's adapting to this abusive relationship. And he's like, you don't have to go. It's okay. <laughs> and asks, are you still going to the groups? Yeah. yeah. Chloe's dead. Chloe's dead. Um, like, he oh, asks, fuck. I haven't thought about her. Like, he didn't even. Yeah. He's been on his own kick. He asked her, what's she getting out of this? Right. What Is it you- making you happy? Mm-hmm. Why do you keep coming back? Yeah. And she's like all confused like what what are you getting out of it 
Well, that's not the same. Yeah. It's totally different with us. And she's like, what the, what are you, fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? And he's and like, that's... do you hear these noises in yeah. the background? Which she doesn't. No, because because nothing's happening. Because Tyler's a, Tyler is I'm in doing air brain. quotes that you can't fucking see again yeah. with these unnecessary gestures that I'm doing. Is in his mind palace right. basement. And he's speaking through him like this conversation. You're not talking about me, are you? Yeah. Yeah. So Marla starts grilling him and he's like, this conversation is over. What is this? What are we doing? Yeah. Right. So she leaves. He goes down to the basement and finds all these bunk beds set up, which he didn't know about. (laughs) What the fuck are we doing? He didn't know about. Yeah. And then out on the porch is their first applicant, Mm -hmm. which is Ricky from work. (laughs) Right. And they, the rule is, so they're supposed to reject them for three Mm -hmm. days. No food, no sleep. And if they, no encouragement, if they stay, then they can come in. Right. So they spend the next three days berating and abusing Ricky mm-hmm. in his beret. He yeah, showed up in a beret. Up in beret. Come on now, oh, Ricky. Ricky's so cute. Ricky came with the look. He's like generic Paul Rudd. He is. He totally is. He's like is. a super hairy Paul Rudd. Yeah. I mean, he's cute. He is a cutie. He's kind of got a baby body. Yeah. So they so they finally let him in. Mm-hmm. He does it. He withstands the three days. And on the third day, yes. Bob is there. Bob shows up on his last day. Like, Bob yeah. shows up as Ricky's getting initiated right and they tell him you're too old fat man yeah get the tits fuck are off my too porch. big <laughs> get the fuck off my porch get the fuck off my porch and bob just leaves and then he immediately like no 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 no. yeah which now knowing you're the one who just told just... him to get the fuck off the porch but then you immediately you ran down and went wait 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 like there's a couple moments where like now knowing what you know you're like oh wow so like he yelled at him and told him his tits were too big and get the fuck off my porch and, and then, then went, wait, wait like, just wait three days come on just wait three days like they... let me just yell at you for three days yes so then we see ricky shaving his head like mm-hmm. a monkey ready to be shot into space space monkey ready to sacrifice himself for the greater mm-hmm. good the hazing and training so then ricky starts hazing the next recruits so, like the okay so to me the first applicant ricky from work like he seems like the downest right like he would have to be like he showed up nobody told him that the no like, the i mean he waited thing, like he waited yeah. the full three days like and because well, i'm guess, sure bob told blondie like as it Who went knows? on i bet you bob maybe, maybe once they he all got mentioned told. things like all down the line but ricky from work is the downest like he, sure he stayed is. for the whole entire hazing session jared leto shows up next mm-hmm. he's too fucking blonde which two blonde eyebrows how did they do that you said it was probably i think it might have been in the book that he I was think all it blonde was, i think they described him as like being very blonde so but maybe that that's why they off-putting. did it but i mean he just does things he's weird and then we have the the next speech about you're not special, mm-hmm. you're not a beautiful or unique snowflake, you are the same decaying matter as everything else. We are the all singing, all dancing crap of the world. We are all part of the same compost heap. Uh, and which, that snowflake shit right? has perpetuated. And these are not the people. I mean, okay, maybe these are the people these who are the have people been out that committing domestic terrorism. Yes. Well, they're, they are. They are yes, committing obviously. domestic terrorism, but for a different reason. But these yeah. are exactly the type of people these other people think they are. Yeah. But these are also the people calling people snowflakes are also driving big lifted $60,000 <laughs> trucks. They work for companies and make probably $150,000 more a year. I work for my own company. I work for my dad. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) And so then 
our narrator wants to know why is Tyler building an army? Yeah. Because all of a sudden the house is full of recruits. Yes. It's buzzing like a hive. Yeah. So he comes in and they're all crowded around the TV. He comes home from work. Okay. Yeah. So this is when that. And the news is talking about the many acts of vandalism mm-hmm. related to these underground boxing clubs. So yes. they figured so they out. they know that it's underground boxing right. clubs. Because someone's been, everyone's been breaking the fucking rules. Everybody in town's in the fucking fight club. Yeah. Well, every man in town is in in fucking fight club. All these middle management men. Yes. So there's a four alarm fire in the shape of a smiley face. (laughs) Yes. And he's like, what the fuck did you guys do? And they're like, ha. Sir, the first rule of Project Mayhem is you don't ask ask questions, sir. So then we're at the like police. Oh, yes. Commissioners meeting. Yeah. We have the caper at the police or whatever that fucking. It didn't ever say officially or maybe it did on that sign. Whatever. But I I don't even know. Is it the governor? The governor is there. The governor is the guy that they swoop. So are, is it the governor or he's the police commissioner? Because I wrote governor, but then they tell him to call off the investigation. So I felt like he was the police commissioner. It never says. Uh, it probably says in the fucking credits. Fact of the know. matter is, but they drag his ass to yeah, the bathroom. They drag his ass to the bathroom. They put his balls in a rubber band. Oh yeah, fucking terrifying. They tell him he's going to call off his investigation. Mm-hmm. Say there's no underground group, or they're going to take well, his. And balls. then he gives them that other speech about how like we're the ones we like, cook we... your meals, we haul your trash, we guard you while you sleep, and yeah, you yeah do not fuck with do us. Do not fuck with us. This is exactly the same reason that you don't go to a restaurant and act like an asshole right. to the people that touch your fucking food. Yeah. This <laughs> is like, we've learned this during the pandemic, you guys. You should have learned hey, to not no, fuck we with your essential workers. Fucking customer service jobs. That too. <laughs> so then we see this where he gets jealous of Tyler and yes. Jared Leto, where he's, he's ruffling having, his hair. He's having a little moment. I am Jackson flame sense of rejection. Right. And you know what? Ricky should be mad too. Because Blondie Ricky was Ricky the, was down. He should have been the golden child. Ricky should have been the man. Yeah, he should have been teacher's pet. Mm, mm. And so he the narrator beats Jared we cut Leto's to the face. And this is the one win. Oh, I had to look away. It's it's brute skis. Oh man, the roots that and so sound. he taps out and he nope he slaps that hand away mm-hmm. and just beats his. Where'd fucking you go, psycho face. boy? Felt like destroying something beautiful. Get him to a sure fucking, fucking hospital. Goddamn! Because oh. when you see him again, his face is fucked yes, up. Yes, it sure is. Oh shit! So then one of their minions brings them the airport long term parking car. Oh. And they have this whole, why wasn't I told about Project Mayhem? Why the didn't first you include rule of Project me from the Mayhem beginning? is you yeah. do not ask questions. Shut up! Why didn't you tell me from the beginning? Fight Club was the beginning. Mm-hmm. So they start arguing. You, the dudes in back have to be so I confused. I cannot imagine. He's that, having this argument that was with himself. The, right. So he's either only he's saying trying. half of it I, I or don't know he's saying can, both or, things. I don't know. I don't know. But you know fucking what's his dick Puts his seatbelt on. They all start. So like he tells him, forget about what you think Mm -hmm. you know about life, friendship, and especially you and me. And then veers into traffic. Yeah. Says, how would you feel about your life if you died right now? What would you do? And let's go of the wheel entirely. Mm -hmm. So that's when they start putting on their seatbelts. He tells them, why do you think I blew up your condo? He's like, oh, hitting bottom isn't a weekend retreat. Stop trying to control everything and just let go. Just let go. 
go. So they put on their seatbelts yes. and they just let go. Mm-hmm. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Slams into a parked car on the side of the road into and like rolls. The, yeah, there's like construction or some shit. Again, the scene, glass, oh, branches, metal slow. crunching. They just, they just ride it out. They Lights blinking in the rain. Oh my they god! Climb out of the wreckage. They all survive. They climb out of the wreckage on opposite sides. What do you mean? Narrators in the driver's seat. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yep. and you just you don't even you don't think even about think it because you figured they wrecked. Yeah, they all tumbled and they're upside around. down. They're upside down. They're up. Yeah, like you don't even. And he says, "We just had a near life experience." <sighs> And I then, don't ever want to lose control of a car, but I can only imagine. Like, I don't want to ever be Raymond K. Hessel. I don't ever want to lose control of a car. But yes, I can't imagine. Yeah. How much of a boner you would have after a situation like that. Right. I don't know. So before we get to the beginning of the end, because I feel like yes. after this accident after this- is when he starts to like, and I don't know if it's the head trauma or just how everything plays out, but he starts to. Put the pieces together. After I feel this. like we're on the downward side of this roller coaster once we take another break. Yeah, Start so this is another time. double breaker, yeah, guys. It's another long movie. I don't know what to tell you. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, it's time to finish up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it Start up. Wrap the it up. Music. Wrap it up. Turn so, the lights off. Following this car crash, we have our narrator in and out of mm-hmm. consciousness back at the house. Right. Tyler's bedside talking to him. He's telling him another bedtime story yeah. about the clothes that you will have will last your entire life. And people are laying out beef jerkies on the freeway and shit. And <laughs> everything is beautiful. And then he wakes up and Tyler mm-hmm. is leaving. He wakes up to an empty house. But to an, uh, well, is it? There's an army like there's all those people. Well, that he, are still it's there. all it's all empty upstairs. So he's like, Tyler was right. gone. Was I asleep? Yeah. Had I slept? Mm-hmm. And then he goes downstairs and right. says the and house sees. is a living thing. Right. And that's when Marla shows up. She right. returns. And you fuck. see Blondie, Jared Leto's face fucked up uh, right. super bad that's right he, then. Right. Because there's all those things on the wall. Yeah. Like, it's all being taken care of, sir. Right. <laughs> so Marla shows up. Who are all these people? And like, he says the Paper Street Soap Company. <laughs> <laughs> Can I come in? He's Tyler's not, here. not here. What? Tyler's gone. And she's just like, like uh, fucking whatever. Hey, she's a little perplexed and she leaves. And then here comes Project Mayhem with Bob. There's a commotion in the kitchen. And Bob, his <sighs> brains are falling well, out. He's been <laughs> shot. There's like, yes. they're, they're yelling, Bob's been shot. They yes. shot him in the head. Where our homework assignment was to destroy a piece of corporate art and yes. tra- trash a franchise coffee bar. Mm-hmm. And we were going to do two birds with one stone, blow up the thing, and then the cops showed up and they shot Bob. They shot him in the head. And that's when they take off. And the- he's like, you morons. You're yeah. running around in ski masks trying to blow things what up. Did what did you, you think, think was, was going to happen? So they're like, let's get rid of the evidence. And he's like, this isn't evidence. This is Bob. He has a name. This is my friend. His name is Robert Paulson. And they're like, oh, I get it. In death, we have a name. His name is Robert Paulson. His name was Robert Paulson. His name was Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. His name name is is Robert Robert Paulson. Paulson. His name. Oh, Oh. God. And he's just like going to go. 
extra he's, insane. Yeah, he's like, oh my fucking god. So guys. he goes back to his room and finds all these plane tickets right. that Which Tyler's are, been flying all over the world. So why are they in the drawer if he's already been there and like so he thinks he's going to catch up to him for things that are already He's in the just drawer? trying to figure out where was so he thinks Tyler must be in one of these places I mean, because I don't know this is where he's works. been. So he, everywhere he goes, he either has deja vu or someone seems right. to recognize him. he feels him. like he's been there before. Weird. And then he gets to this bar with this dude in the fucking halo oh neck brace. I knew somebody that had one of those. Did you? And it was the weirdest fucking, th- I, I, it was like, a, it's a very faint memory, but I do remember it was like a neighbor or some shit that was in one of those. It looks like the most painful thing Ugh. to actually see a person in one of those things for real. It just makes me think of, was it 16 Candles oh. that Joan Cusack was in one of those? <laughs> She was like in a back frame, like, mm. trying to get a drink of water. She couldn't. And this dude in the halo mm-hmm. is like, is you were here last week. Yeah. Is this a test, sir? Like, you're, no, just fucking tell me what's going on. You're Tyler Durden. Yeah. You're standing right there where you are now. Mm-hmm. You're the one that gave me this. You're and Mr. he shows Durden. him the hand with the kiss. So that's our big reveal. Right. Is that like, the, the narrator is... Tyler, Tyler Durden. Durden. And there goes, is only one character. Right. He goes back to his hotel room. Calls Marla. Have we ever had sex? And she's like, what are you talking about? Have we ever had sex or did we make love? And she, you fuck me, then you snub me, you love me, then you hate me. Is that an accurate description of our relationship, Tyler? Tyler. We have just lost cabin pressure. Tyler pops up. You broke your promise. I you told you, you not to talk yeah, to her about me. talked to her about me. And he's like, why do people think I'm you? <sighs> Sit down. You know it. And he explains, we are the same person. Mm-hmm. You were looking for a way to change your life. You could not do this on your own. Mm-hmm. All the ways you wish you were are me. Yeah. I am free in all the ways you are not. I look like you want to look. I fuck like you want to fuck. Hell yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want to look and fuck like fucking oh Tyler God. Durden? The, those fucking pervert lines. Like, oh. who says it? Like, they look like they were carved out of wood. Like, Seriously. Oh. That fucking body. Hard body. So he says, Marlon knows too much and mm-hmm. she might compromise our goals. Yes. You're insane. No. You, you are. are insane. <laughs> It's called a changeover. Yes. The movie goes on and no one in the audience has any idea. Right. And we have the callback to the cigarette burn, the little thing. So he wakes up mm-hmm. to the phone on the bed, runs mm-hmm. out to the lobby, finds out someone has made some calls from his room, gets home. Mm-hmm. House is f- totally fucking yeah, now empty. Now it's completely empty. He starts calling people to warn them about the bombs and everywhere right. he calls is like, we- yeah. we're aware. Security sir. is top notch, sir. Yeah. So he goes to find Marla. She says his wackos roughed her up. So she had gone to the house after he called from out of town. Right. Like you just have to, you have to go somewhere. And he's, she tells him you're Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Jackass. Yes, I fucking love that. (laughs) He apologizes, says he really likes her. He cares about her, Mm -hmm. but your life is in danger. You need to leave town. Go camping. (laughs) Do something. He puts her on a bus. She's like, you have deep seated psychological problems. (laughs) Hey, uh, Tyler. You're the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And he gives her some money, puts her on the bus. She says, I consider this asshole. Tax. Yes. That's right. <laughs> he, I'm not paying this back, you know. No, 
<laughs> so he walks into the police station. I need you to arrest me. Yes. I'm the leader of a terrorist organization. Yes. Right. Confesses everything. Mm-hmm. He's got all the files. And the cops are fucking in on it. So the lead cop leaves and now he's not in no, on it. No, he's not in on it. But the rest of them are and they and admire his dedication. You're a brave man, sir. You're a brave man, you're sir. You're a genius, sir. Yes. You said if anyone ever interferes with Project Mayhem, even you, mm-hmm. we gotta get his balls. Yes. Oh. <laughs> This is a powerful gesture, Mr. Durden. Yes. And, and he's like, no, 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 yeah. no. You said you'd say that. No, 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 no. You said you'd say that too. Exactly. <laughs> I'm giving a direct order to abort the mission. And you would, yeah. you said you'd definitely you say that. You would definitely say that. So they hold, so in the fucking, like yes. knowing their boss is not in on They're this. They're waiting for him to come back in. They like, know he's about to come like, back. Y- they're checking and you know whatever. They pull his pants down and are literally about to cut mm-hmm. this man's balls off mm-hmm. on the table. Like how were they going to fucking explain that? I don't know. They're ready for the end, man. Yeah, they're ready. They're just, it's Project Mayhem, bitch. Don't ask questions. So he grabs one of their guns, tells mm-hmm. him to drop the knife, runs out into traffic in his boxers. <laughs> He's like all unhinged yes. running through the streets with a briefcase and then the boxers. He runs until his muscles burn mm-hmm. and his veins pump battery acid yes. and then he runs some more. That's lactic acid, you guys. So Tyler pops up. Mm-hmm. So you got a great place to watch from, like pay per view. Yeah. Oh, is this where he finds? He's at the, the building. Yeah, he so he finds the building. The building. To, yeah. He pops up and yeah. I Tyler's laughing at him mm-hmm. from inside, so he shoots the glass door out. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> he finds this van full of explosives right. in the garage and that says twenty five minutes yeah, and he's to like, explosion. You think? you think? Is that yeah. the one? No, no, don't do that one. He's like, if you know, I know. But maybe I sat around all day thinking about a different wire. <laughs> so that you would know that. But even if he gets this one, there are 10 other bombs mm-hmm. in 10 other buildings. So you're never going to get there in time. Well, you can't kill people. Well, we're not. Yeah. They're all Everybody's empty. Everybody's gone. And everybody works for us. Hey. We're good. Well, he pulls the green wire and so that stops that, the bomb. Yeah. And then, but like, the let's fight again. Right. So they and now you see in the security camera, he is fighting himself. He shoots at nobody at a van full of try <laughs> fucking explosive. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. You're firing a gun at your imaginary friend near 400 gallons of tri- nitroglycerin. So yes. he knocks the gun out of his hand. And mm-hmm. now this is at this point, my teenagers came in. Oh, so they okay. had not been interested hardly this whole time. Mm-hmm. And right before he realizes they're the same person when they the kid hits in. the fan. So this is where they start watching and are very interested oh, in the, such a in the out. ending like, of no, this movie. Get out of here. Yeah. You can't watch from here. So then knocks the so they're like, what the fuck? Like he's watching yeah. himself on or not he's not watching himself, but like right, the security see, people right. watching him later have got to be like, they're like, how did he throw himself through glass and how did he clothesline himself? <laughs> like that was insane. Yeah. It's so good. Throws his own, beats him with his own damn shoe. Yes. So he's hitting himself with his shoe. Right, right. And then he wakes up with a gun in his mm-hmm. mouth. And it's three minutes. It's where we started the movie. But this is at the beginning of the movie. Jack has no words. The collapse of financial history. Economic equilibrium. Which and we get our fourth wall break though because yes. he says uh, he still can't think of anything to say yes. and he says flashback humor yeah. under his breath yes and then you see Marla's bus roll up so mm-hmm. like we now know that what they're there for is they're gonna blow up all these financial institutions they're gonna right. bring everybody's credit rating mm-hmm. back to zero they're gonna create chaos they're gonna level the playing field which they should do it so Marla's bus rolls up mm-hmm. he's like he's brought her back Tyler's brought her back. Because this is what we want. Right. He wanted Marla to come and see 
Well, he felt like she was gonna, I don't know, be a problem. And like, I don't know if they were gonna kill her or what. I think he really did just want her around. Like, that's why he had her bring, maybe he had them bring her back to the place. Like, Tyler had them bring her back to because he really does want her around. So he says, I realize I'm responsible for all of this. Mm -hmm. I accept it. I'm begging you. Please call this off. He's begging his raging ego. Yeah. (laughs) Stop. But then he realizes the gun is in his own hand. Right. And then so he puts it to into his mouth under his chin. Puts it to his head. Not my head. Our head. Our head. And I never could understand how this works. What, the, the when he shot himself? Well, like when he shoots himself, like he shoots out of his own mouth and like right. busts his jaw. But like Tyler, like, so does he think it? So it's that was what he needed, I think, psychologically to get rid right. of Tyler. Was, was he had a, to imagine that he killed physically right. Tyler he by shot shooting Tyler himself out of his. And I think, and I'm brain. sure he knew like the angle he shot or well, whatever. He probably just fucked up. Could be that too. <laughs> I don't know because he just shoots basically through his own jaw. That was uh, that was the theme in Invisible Monsters. Yeah, was just fucking up and shooting yourself in the face. I don't right. know. Whatever. And so smoke rings are coming out of Tyler's mouth. Oh, God. What's that smell? And then he's gone. He turns around and now he's gone. He's got control of his own life again. Elevator opens up mm-hmm. and, and the crew comes in like, where is everybody? Because apparently the plan was for everyone to meet here. I absolutely love this. Get some gauze. Uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, my God, sir. Shot, are you all right? Yeah. Are you OK? I'm OK. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. Get some gloss. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> so they drag Marla up the stairs. Yeah, she breaks free. And she's he's like, like, leave her with me. Get your mm-hmm. stuff. Meet me downstairs. Right, 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 right. She's like, oh my God, your face. Who yeah. did this? He's just I like, I did. Yeah. And then oh, he this goes, Marla, fucking you scene. met me at a very strange time in my life. And then the pixies begin. <sighs> so you do know why. I had this playing at my wedding, right? Oh, you had this playing at your wedding? For this very reason. Oh, really? When they did the announcement, like I do now, like uh, introduce like Mr. and Mrs. Oh, this was the song? I don't even remember. It was so long ago. I played this song at that moment when we turned around and held hands because of this scene. Because of this. Yes. I just pictured such this such an amazing scene. So they're holding hands. The buildings explode. uh, The pixies are playing. You see a dick. The world crumbles. You see a dick. And that's it. The end. Yeah. Fucking epic. Uh, this movie. I, I like I saw. I said I saw this I, at least three times in the theater. As many times as I could. I saw it before it came out. I saw it after it came out because I could. Right. I could go for free and I could see it on my off time. And it was just. It, it, it was, was amazing. The movie. It was, was like just, the thing that you went to see. And like even after you knew the spoiler. It didn't matter. It was still good. It was a different movie once you right. saw it that way. Like you had to go see it again. Yeah. Because of. And I'm sure there was plenty of people that had read it and was like, oh, I already knew it was going to happen. But right. even then it was a little bit different than the book was. Yeah. But like it, that scene, that ending scene is just so beautiful to me. Oh, my God. The building song is one like, of my oh, fucking favorite songs. Yeah. That scene is just like. Like I said. Like incorporated into my wedding just because like I didn't make a big deal out of it. I didn't say, hey, guys, we're going to have a fight club moment at the wedding right now. I I think that my wedding song was from Lost Highway. See, (laughs) it's just the things you do. Yeah. I mean, like I said in the I think the MTV episode that I should have walked down the aisle to fucking November rain just because of the the music video. Like, well, I guess that's why I didn't, because I had another (laughs) 
I'm like drawing a blank on the name right now of the one I walked down the aisle to, but it was the one in Lost Highway that they fucked in the dirt mortal in front of the coil, car. Yeah. Like so that was my, instead of like the wedding march, oh. I walked down the aisle to this mortal yes. coil. Yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about Lost Highway. At some oh, point yes. We will get to Lost Highway. <clears throat> Balti. But yes. Yeah, so this movie, like I said, came out on my birthday <clears throat> when I was 20. When I met my husband a couple years later <laughs> in his apartment, he shared with his roommates. He had like this six foot tall fight club poster that said 10, 15, 99. And I was like, yeah, that's hey, my birthday. That's You'll birthday. never forget because that was the premiere right. date of Fight Club. And I did have... I. I feel like I still had it somewhere. I, you guys hear for all like this paper? Longest. I know. I'm Tessa shuffling on the analog notes. notes. I know. I'm sorry. Oh, there it is. No, but I did have. Um, I like was able to get movie swag. Oh yeah, or whatever. So the poster that I had was like the massive. Yeah, this one was huge. thing from the theater, and it was one side was uh, Ed Norton, and the other side was Brad Pitt. Oh, nice. So that was kind of cool. I I don't even know where it is now. Yeah, I wish I, I still wish. had it. I have I had, some things, but yeah, I had some of those big of posters, but I want to say the big one I had was like a, it was one of the Quentin Tarantino movies. It was either a Pulp Fiction or Jackie Brown. I can't remember, but it was from Electric <clears throat> Chair. Oh, and they had those yeah. giant oh, posters. It was probably the Pulp Fiction one. I, I think it might've been yeah. the Pulp Fiction one. Cause that was like a, that was just a cool poster. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, like yeah. this, I mean, if we're talking about, well, cause like I had mentioned earlier, how this is like, how Marla was like Tyler Durden for girls. Yes. And having that, like, and she was like an actual person. Not your imagination. Like, figment the of your imagination. That she says, like being so, like, cause I don't even think that we mentioned it or whatever. Like her whole, whole philosophy of life was that you could die at any moment. And the tragedy was that you, she didn't. Right. Yes. And, and that's why she went to all of these things. And that's why she walked out into traffic just to be so when like i would love owned... to know what was their life after this right i would like, love what a sequel to, to fight club not a movie but maybe no, a book. i mean like just let sequel. me know what happened to them yeah i do know that a short story there even. is a comic oh is there uh i think a follow-up comic fight club written by oh. chuck polonic polonic polon chuck p chucky p chucky p there is a, a fight club thing that I have yet to read, but there is there is a fight club too. Okay. But I don't know if they I'm cover have to check that out and see I don't if know they, if they tell cover you the, whatever happened to their ever uh, after. Tyler and Marla. I can't imagine it was good. No. I can't imagine yeah, it was good. This movie still fucking holds up. It sure the, the fuck message does. still fucking As, definitely holds up. It it holds up and it holds up a little sideways. Like it's I mean, yes, there's some incel vibes. There's some heavy But these dudes vibes. were not involuntarily celibate. No. They were fucking. They were well the, the main he character was fucking. Was fucking. He just so didn't this know was he not was just because he wasn't getting laid. Right. Yeah. I mean his guess, anger was at I some guess, other I stuff. Guess. But I mean, like if you're talking about like toxic masculinity. Right. There's some I mean they weren't taking out their violence against women. They were no. taking their violence out against against the, each other and themselves. Well and, and, and the system. The system. Which I can well, understand. Yeah, system, I would like to take some violence system. out on the system I would, myself. I would definitely <laughs> like to throw a Molotov cocktail through a fucking window bricky bricky but yeah so like as pumped as i got for fight club yes. and as much as i felt the moment like i also as a woman did not want to mm. go out and get punched in the Mm-mm. face so like I, I loved think, the vibe of it i loved right. the intensity of it yeah. and the passion of it but don't punch me in the face well i think maybe that's maybe that's the thing because i i took it in a different way because i'm not a young 
white male <laughs> in a, I, I don't know. Maybe that's why it hit different. Right. Or I didn't take it and shoot up a school or a mall or a right. fucking festival. <laughs> well, but like, that wasn't their purpose either. It was no, all it about anti-consumerism. Like, well, they didn't kill anybody. No. Well, Bob well, got Bob, killed. But well, not, the cops killed kill Bob. Him. Right. Fucking ACAB again. ACAB, god damn it. I don't know if you know, but we like cops. We're going to have to change the name of this podcast. <laughs> just to ACAB. Just to fuck cops. I hate every, every cop in this every town. Every episode, for some reason, it comes up. I, it does every time. Well, I mean, uh, maybe there's a reason it comes up all the time. Right? I don't know. Couldn't couldn't be any couldn't real be reason, any right? real reason. I mean... I don't know. All right. But yeah, so yeah, Fight Club. I don't know if you, if, did we spoil it for you? I hope not. If you haven't watched it in a long time, <laughs> I hope we got you jazzed to watch it again. Yeah, go I mean, I was check excited. it out. I was excited to watch it again. In fact, I'm going to go back and read it again. Yeah, for sure. I think I'm going to have to go back and read it again. So we will get at you next we week, We're going to get at you. All right. Watch Ooh. out for us. <laughs> Later, doers. Later, doers.